Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Bonjour, 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 and thanks for coming, Canada. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you all the Canada tea. You know, it's the tea that kind of apologizes for itself. But then doesn't. (laughs) It's the Canadian way. She, this tea is French Canadian. They're a little bit, <laughs> you know. Giving I don't know. Us some um, Rita Vega. No, That's right. She's not. Is that right? Yeah, the Rita yes. Vega uh, personality. Whatever they said, she was mean or something like that. Yeah, she was serving the sass, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> I hope she's French Canadian." Yeah. <laughs> well, I believe she is. Don't want to assume, but the accent is beautiful. I'm still learning, Canadian listeners. Yes, we're all still <laughs> learning a little bit. Um, well, how are you guys doing this week? Is, are you guys still in good health and good spirits? Yeah, I cannot complain over here. Work has been fine. Uh, we're getting ready for back to school season. So um, things will be picking up a little bit. But, you know, I ain't scared. So it's fine. Yeah, and Jamal and I actually work in kind of the same industry, I guess like education so it's like we're kind of in a dead period too so i'm just like enjoying that (laughs) yeah loving life at the moment because keep in mind summer is usually for my company pretty chill but with covid it's been non-stop i feel like the past week has been like a nice little break so hopefully i'll get a break this week too (laughs) yes we love breaks (laughs) um it's been real hot up here in the pacific northwest it has been really really uncomfortable (laughs) that seems so weird for the pacific northwest so um in seattle it was a lot nicer because we got like the water or um the wind and like coolness from the sound but in portland there's no like water to like keep the area cool so it's like humid and hot here oh mercy yeah so i just hide in my room now where i have my portable air conditioner and this is where i live now and in my (laughs) own (laughs) cage of despair (laughs) <laughs> a nice um air conditioned cozy space <laughs> um sometimes it is cozy and cool <laughs> is it a s- sensible 74 degrees <laughs> sometimes uh <laughs> it depends how hot it is outside <laughs> Oy, but um well, we're sending you chilled vibes queen <laughs> yeah so needless to say i'm ready for summer to be over and i'm ready for fall <laughs> girl let's get spooky Yes, this is a fall podcast. If you're a new listener, we are fans of fall. Yeah, I can't wait to drink my COVID spice latte. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I've heard about those. The new special drink, right, in Starbucks? Yeah. So contagious. Yeah, a special coupon code, Black Lives Matter, right, at Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, you just like ask your barista not to wear a mask while she makes it. <laughs> and then she spits in it and tells and like just yells at you and tells you to go back to your own country. Woof. <laughs> I no love Starbucks. Me, no one told me Karen is working today. <laughs> it's one of the requirements of work at Starbucks, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but um anyways, that was a 
a tangent. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and switch gears into talking about Canada's Drag Race, which is why everyone is here. So let's get into our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. Uh, honest Tea. Hey everyone, welcome back, back, back again to your Honesty Spill of the Week, where we are talking about the the newest episode of Canada's Drag Race, Season 1. Oh my gosh, this was such a fun episode. Did you guys live? Yes, it was the Snatch Game. Yes, yes. and it was like, seriously, one of the best ever. <laughs> yeah, this was a really, really good Snatch Game just all together. I mean, we got to see people reading each other. This is like the fun episode where we get to but it was actually fun like sometimes you get to the snatch game episode and it's like womp womp <laughs> all these performances are not great right i didn't know what to expect of course somewhere in canada this season of drag race so we're gonna probably experience a little different references celebrities just the creativity pool um the potential is unlimited so i actually ended up enjoying this episode quite a bit yeah, wouldn't that have been funny if someone went as Eartha Kit and it's just like, <laughs> wah, 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 because you can't beat GGB. No, and talk about Deja Ru. Right. Yeah, terrible timing. <laughs> Very. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this was a really fun episode. So let's go ahead and get started from the top. Uh, Tainomi Banks has sashayed away on last week's episode. So goodbye, girl. We miss you already. See you next time, Tainomi. I have a feeling we'll be seeing her again. I hope so. I miss her. She was a good queen. I think she just got in her head and psyched herself out. Uh, it was just so unfortunate. But some of the queens are really happy <laughs> for her to be gone <laughs> because she is so well-known and such a good drag queen in Canada. I yeah. mean, it is a competition. It is kind of crazy because I feel like I want to see like the good Tainomi and we got like the... like bad version for some reason not that she was like bad but it just sucks that we didn't get to see like the legend tainomi banks mm. right yeah i mean uh i hopefully maybe they'll they'll do an all-stars where she can be involved or something but i would love to see her come back it it is a bit disappointing that we didn't get to see her full potential but i did enjoy what we did get to see so i'm gonna just enjoy that <laughs> yes i'll take what we can get Yes, girl. Um, so it's after the elimination. All of the girls are feeling really emotional about Tainomi's elimination. Uh, the pressure is sitting in here. We can see the finish line coming. The girls are sad because each week um, they're losing like a, 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 what feels like a family member. Except mm -hmm. Kine. Except Kine. That was so shady and funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, leave it to Priyanka's ass. <laughs> You know, Kine had some tweet storm to like, you know, talk about that day. I know. See, I was ignoring the internet yesterday because I hadn't watched um, Beyonce's Black is King yet. So I haven't got to do the Rue research on that front yet. Yeah. yeah. Priyanka's like the voice of the Canadian viewers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's the next day in the workroom. Everybody is mad at Alona for playing the victim card because she was saying how she was going to leave the competition to save her friend. 
Uh, so Alona, she claps back, and this is to Priyanka because Priyanka's like, no, don't play the victim card, girl. So Alona says to Priyanka that she is allowed to feel her own emotions. Spoken like a true drama queen. Is she wrong? No, but you are being a brat, sis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also am kind of happy she stood up for herself because I have felt like that in some situations where it's like, this is how I'm feeling. And people are like, well, you shouldn't feel that way or whatever. But it's like, these are my feelings. I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> I think sometimes when people are trying to explain themselves or recount what has just occurred, it can come off as like, oh, woe is me. And like some people don't want to hear that. Yeah. Whereas maybe the person is just trying to like reflect and re-apologize again or not. Yeah. Who knows, really? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see better bring it though alona yes uh so then brooklyn heights comes into the workroom to open the library you know you have to unlock the door you talk to the books for a little bit to wake them up <laughs> you know all the normal morning duties yes <laughs> get the dust off those spines that's right girl that's my favorite part actually Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's right in the grand tradition of paris is burning the library is open there are lots of explaining of jokes in this group what did you guys think (laughs) you know i can't really put my finger on who i like the most i think there was a lot of explaining going on too but it seemed like they were having a good time together yeah, there was definitely lots of long stories to get to the like punchline <laughs> of the joke. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> there were lots of great moments, though. I mean, of course, we have to, you know, just address Rita Vega's reading Brooklyn Heights. Like, yes. I feel like everyone just collectively did not breathe for like five <laughs> seconds afterwards. They were like, just looking at Brooklyn to see how she was going to react. I know it's almost a funny position Brooklyn must be in as a judge because they're looking at you like you're the RuPaul. Right. Right. <laughs> but someone's got to, you know, go for it. That was so smart too, in my opinion, because I mean, Brooklyn was sort of involved with everyone like with their reading. Cause like a lot of the reads, like Brooklyn was kind of bouncing off with the girls a little bit, which is not typically how it goes. Um, so I, but I think Rita was so smart, just, you know, it's like, we're all having fun here. Like sis, like, you know, you're still a part of this Brooklyn sort of thing. Well, Rita, Rita knows how to stand out. So I was not shocked by this move at all. Very well played. Yes. Yes. And of course, um, there were other funny moments from Rita when she's like, we're just going to pause for five seconds. (laughs) Oh, I did love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's just take be happy that Alona didn't complain for five seconds. <laughs> and Alona's reaction was just like, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if, as long as you can laugh at yourself, it's all good. That's right. Um, of course, Lemon was really good. She had the real zingers. <laughs> Lemon was spicy. Like, of course, Lemon would be queen of reading. Like, no shit, listeners. Like, of course, it's Lemon. I know. She's just so, like, fast and snippy. (laughs) Well, she is a rapstress. Oh, that's true. true. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think who else I enjoyed. There were lots of good moments, though. I think um, whoever called um, uh, Scarlet Bobo filler. (laughs) Oh, that was Priyanka. Yeah, that That was was really funny. One thing I 
I did like too was the queens that were bad. They just kind of like made fun of themselves and moved on. Like it wasn't like awkward. It was just like, I'll work on that. <laughs> I think it was maybe Priyanka was like, oh, I'll workshop that or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did play it off really well. Um, so uh, in the end, Lemon did win the challenge. So good job to you, Lemon. You won the mini challenge. Yes, queen. Get it. Yes. Um, so immediately it's time to move on to the maxi challenge. And this week we're playing Snatch Game. Uh, Snatch Game is always an exciting time like we touched on at the top of the discussion. I was just really curious to see who these queens are going to bring to the table. Yeah, I was afraid it was going to be like lots of Canadian stars that I don't know, which I mean, I guess there were some of there was some of that maybe, but I don't know if there were any Canadian celebrities. I'm trying to think. I thought the French, I don't know. Maybe oh, I just Edith didn't know who Pia. it was. Well, she's French, but not okay. Canadian. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was like from Canada or something, but no girl. I have been to Edith Piaf's grave in Paris. Oh, where she's from. And <laughs> La Vie en Rose, right? Yes, and uh, or I forget the title. That's a really popular one. It's featured in the movie Inception. It's like oh. the tune that they play to like bring everyone back to real life. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess as American viewers, we should not just assume that the queens are going to bring like Canadian stars. I guess it's more exciting from the viewpoint of it being from another place. Just any education moment we appreciate on TFC Pod. Yeah, except Amber Rose or Gypsy Rose, not Gypsy Amber Rose. <laughs> <laughs> one of the oh, roses, Gypsy. one of the oh. Rose girls. <laughs> Depends on the day for Amber Rose. I actually, yeah, yeah I knew who Gypsy Rose was. I was surprised. <laughs> I was, yeah. Well, I get, we can save that. I, I have a lot. We have a little discussion to talk about that. But um, so the girls they start to get their outfits together, and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman comes into the workroom to be a bitchy little high school bully, you know that RuPaul thing where she's like, "Remember when you thought like you knew what you're doing and you're gonna do a good job? Well, <laughs> lol. Now I've confused you completely. So have fun at the snatch game." Yeah, instead of Mommy Dearest, though, it's like if um, Judy Funny had like a super bitchy side and she she was involved in drag, this would be it. Yeah, like JBC is the like on Mean Girls where they put you on the like secret three-way call. Like that's <laughs> oh, JBC. <for> sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like because, you know, last episode and then in the workroom, he was like going to Jimbo and saying, oh, well, your performance in this competition is like not been great or whatever, like criticizing Jimbo's performance. And legit, everyone's like, what? Where? Like Jimbo's been slaying the competition and very strong the right. whole entire time. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a little confusing. I think they were just trying to build up like some suspense for his win or something like that. But it was just like real dark sided. I don't know. I don't know. Like the problem with JBC is like his critiques suck. Like he's not even like a drag person. He was just like on drag race. As he's a just gay. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, I guess that's really the only qualification yeah. you need. I mean, but it's just like for the TV show, I don't know. He just seems to like have like a cocky attitude for somebody that has never like competed in drag race or I don't know, had a career in drag. 
Well, right. we've seen we've seen other co-hosts on various like talent type shows that have nothing to do with what is going on on the stage. Right. But Ellen at least DeGeneres. at the <laughs> <laughs> But at at least at the end of the day, most of those judges, I'll say most because you're not going to catch me making a blanket statement, um give decent feedback and decent like critiques and JBC it's like okay I get you might be trying to paint a story for the show but the critiques again it's the delivery like maybe just say oh what kind of makeup are you going to give us this week because I still do agree that the makeup could have been better but like don't make it seem like I'm doing like the shittiest when I'm turning the most intricate looks (laughs) right like he was like even Kine's been doing better in this competition than you so far. <laughs> and you were just like, what? <laughs> he might as well have said that. Um, also, I thought his interaction with Scarlet Bobo is really strange. Um, Scarlet shows him like her, like we have Liza Benelli, we have Fran Drescher. Um, <laughs> so JVC says, Fran is basically not good. Your impression's not great. And so let's see, Liza. Liza is a better impression. So um, he says basically like Liza is really good, but it's safe. And like Fran is a more of a risk. And you've been safe this entire competition. So maybe are you going to stay being with your safe choice or are you going to be risky? Um, and if I'm Scarlet Bow, I'm like, you just said Fran was trash, though. Why would I just why would I do Fran? Yeah, I I don't I don't know what he's trying to do. He it's not like to psych it's her out. <laughs> it's not like it's your RuPaul and like your name is on the show. Like you're just another judge. Like I don't think we need to try to work this Ru magic or whatever this is you're trying to do as much as say RuPaul would because RuPaul has literal decades of hosting experience and can just do that kind of conversation dance with anybody. And we all feel however we feel about RuPaul, but RuPaul's just kind of <laughs> king and queen at that. So and also Ru's the one, the sole person making the decision. Yes. So if Ru's like this sucks, you probably should do something else. Yes. But like JBC just comes in there and acts like a complete like trash box. Like the way he, I think it was Scarlet that he just like walked away. Like yeah it was just like this guy is like a total douche like and what if stacy would have been in the workroom and she liked the fran like you just don't know you're one of three heads on this dragon right right because then also he goes over to boa and boa's like oh i have the cindy lopper and like you know does the impression i'm like oh yeah like i can see the cindy lopper like i your impression's great and and he's like Uh, like making faces you know and then boa does rebel wilson and that was also good and he's like "Uh." and then he basically like pushes her into doing gypsy rose i yeah i don't know i don't know like i think he's trying to be like everybody kind of wants to be the michelle visage like they want to be the one that's loved and hated i think that's just like I don't know. There's one on every show. Somebody wants that seat. And I think JBC is trying to be like the Michelle Visage. But the thing we're missing, kind of like we already touched on, is like that compassionate edge. We haven't really seen that yet. He just seems like a bitchy older sister that is going to tell you that looks like shit. And then he's going to steal the blouse for the ball show later. Right. And and that's the thing, too, is with Michelle. Michelle has literally like decades of experience in ball culture. 
So, like, Michelle has, like, the foundation to be a judge on the show. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just it plainly stated. But um, before we move on, I was just wondering how we felt about Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's crushed velvet button-down with the smallest pearls he could find and (laughs) some brown camouflage pants. What the fuck? I'm, um... Okay, maybe I'm being a little bitchy. I just did not like this. I haven't really liked what he's been doing. I don't know if it's the cameras, but I also thought that maybe we could have used a little more sheen in the hair. You know how sensitive I am about um, hair on people of color that doesn't have some kind of sheen to it. Make it look healthy, Queen. Make it look healthy. It did look healthy on the runway. Yeah, the runway is much better. I'll give you that tea, but... I did not like this top and camo queen. I don't know. That's Mm. over, honey. Yeah. I never liked it. It's going to be a boot for me. (laughs) And to quote Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, I think, how about you just try a little bit harder next time? Well, it was, yeah, yeah, T. It wasn't even like the the same amount of time. Everyone has the same amount of time to get ready, Jeffrey. (laughs) That is right, honey. Spill the tea all over the kitchen. Like, I, I. it wasn't even the cute camouflage, like the Ariana no. Grande Miss Cracker look. Like it was like some shit that you probably saw in the back corner of Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> by the fishing rods. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I've seen it there before. I know my oh. way around Dick's. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I I will say I do admire Jeffrey's bold fashion decisions, and I think some. <laughs> are nice i like that campy loud you know pairing of different things together but this yes. was not it for me sis i agree too you know we're not just gonna shit on people but the last couple episodes i haven't been feeling it and this tude that we're seeing yes it's tv but it's not helping yeah and i'm over like the black like eyeliner or whatever Oh, I like the black eyeliner. Sorry. His eyeliner. <laughs> it just makes him like look like even more of a villain as he like trashes like the contestants. <laughs> that is true. But I, I do like I like that he's, you know, not necessarily going with the gender norm that is stereotypical, I would think, for him. So Well, that's fair, but also um I think certain I think some guys pull it off better than others and it it seems like a little intrusive. I don't know. Let us yeah. know what you think. I think we're a little bit split on the eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should have a poll because everyone do you fashion wise. Like this is Jeffrey's body, his choice. But in my opinion, the guy liner looks great with maybe it was the look like it just was clashing with the Honestly, top. just fix your personality and then I won't care. <laughs> okay, Karen, moving on. <laughs> the girls walk the red carpet into Snatch Game. Uh, Tracy Melchor is back to interview the girls as they go in. And I thought it was really different and cool that they did this because this is not done in the American Snatch Game. Yeah, this was a fun little add-on because it kind of like fast forwards you to what would feel like a finale kind of pre-taping. Like you're seeing all the queens come in to the event. So it did help get a little more um, excitement going for the Snatch Game. Yeah, it did. I I liked it. And you get to see the full outfit too because normally they're just hiding behind their little podium and you can't see it all. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. All right, it's time for the Snatch Game, hosted by Brooklyn Heights and special celebrity 
interior designers, Jan and John or Colin and Justin or something like that. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not familiar with these two, but let's play Snatch Game. <laughs> I wasn't intrigued enough to even research them like I do with the other people I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. No. Let's play Snatch Game. What did you guys think? Who did good? Who did bad? Oh, gosh. I think that Scarlett actually ended up doing a really good job and um, stood out. Uh, Priyanka, Miss Cleo. Oh, girl, that was a hard flop. Like, you heard that (laughs) hit the concrete. That crystal ball was real cloudy, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I guess Kiara and Priyanka were the two flops. Like, Kiara was basically non-existent. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... It was a good idea, though. I do think that that was a good idea, like, had it been pulled off right. But it is, I mean, Mariah Carey's not funny. So. Right. (laughs) Like, if you're going to make Mariah funny, like, you have to think about all the jokes that are in rotation. Of course, she's most, like, known, I guess you can say, to, like, popular fans of popular music. She is more well-known for her Christmas album. But we all know that there's more to Queen Mariah than just the 93 hit smash album, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You. Play up that diva kind of attitude, like, welcome to MTV Cribs. Like, oh, excuse me, I'm just going to get into this bubble bath and then tell you to leave. Oh, my kids, I don't know what they are, like where they are. Maybe they're with their problematic ass father. Like, there's so many directions (laughs) you could have gone with Mariah and it just didn't go there. Unfortunately, it didn't. Um, but yeah, I would agree the let's going up from there. I would say Boa, who was sort of like a very low safe, um, as Gypsy Rose. So when Boa, you know, was talking to Jeffrey and said that that was even an option. I was like, bitch, no, do not do Gypsy Rose. Don't do Gypsy Rose. Like that is not going to go well for you. Um, if you guys, I'm sure you guys all know, but it was like maybe a one or two Halloweens ago, Trixie did a Gypsy Rose routine, and girl, everyone was mad as fuck. <laughs> so, I remember that now, yeah. I forgot all about that. So don't do Gypsy Rose, please. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things, we actually, Stoney and I, as we were watching it, we were like, is this problematic or not like we weren't sure but i guess it would be one of those situations where really do your research and sit firm in your decision and like how you're going to execute it before you bring it to the show um because you just don't know how it's going to be received even the character just being on the stage not saying anything you know right i mean and, and on the runway she's like oh i should have just gone for it and i could have brought you this really wild gypsy rose i was like no you shouldn't have done that you should have just done cindy lopper and moved on she was holding back for a reason you can tell it was like the bottom choice of the three she had selected but you kind of bo is probably wanting to have that little controversial moment it's kind of like um a loose example but like blair example in the um musical one of the fucking 10,000 musicals they did on all stars <laughs> where she said she was like a dreaming of or attracted to Hannibal Lecter like you just want oh, that yeah. shock value 
and she wasn't fully expecting to maybe have to bring Gypsy Rose to the stage. And then she was only holding back because she probably was well aware of the backlash she'd probably receive. Right. Um, so if you're if you're hearing this podcast, Boa, please stop taking advice from Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He really sabotaged <laughs> you this week. I'm, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to second Seth. <laughs> but um, in T ways, um, let's move on to some people that were a little bit better. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Rita Vega's Edith Piaf. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Now, I can honestly say I'm not, like, very familiar with Edith Piaf and Rita just staying in character this whole time. I'm not saying this is who this person is, but it's it's the point of Snatch Game. Like, you stay in character, you volley with the judges, you interact with all the other castmates, and you kind of make people believe this is who they were or who they are. And I was buying it from Rita. Yeah, I also did not really have a reference to this character, but I really enjoyed watching it because it was just, she did such like a unique person and like it was just funny, even though I had no like reference. Right. And um, yeah, I, I, I had known Edith's music, but I didn't know her personality or, you know, her as a person. But um, I it was really just so enthralling to watch Rita because it wasn't like the quick witty like you know flashy jokes it was like it was like this quiet like sort of energy that pulls you in and for some reason you still want to see like what she's going to do next even though it's not like this super flashy like laughy joke thing yeah 100% and again Rita knows how to stand out she does not like to blend in and Whereas a lot of castmates on the whole franchise of Drag Race would have just jumped in and tried to over outdo each other and just really like take it to that next level by focusing and really sticking to her character and committing to it. She stood out way more. Definitely. And speaking of sticking with your character, what did you think of Lemon's Jojo Siwa? <laughs> <laughs> Another person I know nothing about, but I was like, wow, does this girl really talk like this? Like I need to, <laughs> I need to look up a YouTube video. She was on the mask singer, but yeah. I was, I was loving this lemon performance. Yes. I, I mean, I think I knew who this person was vaguely, but not really. I mean, that was pretty much it, but yeah, lemon just like killed it with like, I don't know the pronunciation of like the words, like hair, whatever. Couldn't pronounce like the R's. Um, I loved how she just like moved around. Like I was telling Jamal, I was like, she reminds me of like a big brother player, like going into the house, like the way that she was acting. Cause it was like so over the top and like crazy. Yeah. I mean, she never broke character. She was bobbing and weaving the whole time, dabbing <laughs> up the storm. She almost dabbed so much. She just helicoptered right <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> oh, that wig line was tragic, but I yeah. think that was part that was on purpose. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> who else? I mean, obviously let's just talk about, uh, Jimbo because this was yes. so good. Yeah. Jimbo was great. This episode, Jimbo gave us a Joan Rivers that we can accept. <laughs> yeah. Not the one by she, 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 who will not be named from season four. No, definitely not. Um, I don't know. Like it's Jimbo is one of those characters where, I mean, look at how much we defend Jimbo and like we go up for Jimbo. Like they're naturally funny. 
this is their wheelhouse. It's giving you a character. They're also well studied. And I was just dying at some of the shit Jimbo was doing as Joan Rivers. Yeah. Like Jimbo did such a good job. I feel like I felt like I was watching Joan Rivers and like Joan Rivers is so like, um, I don't know. She can be so like kind of crude and just like rude to everyone. And like, that's basically like what Jimbo is doing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, the look was, it was perfect. I mean, that spitting image of Joan, um, and yeah, and just like totally crazy. Like I, I was, you know, like shocked. Like when, when Jimbo's like, oh, me and your mother invented Snatch Game. Do you miss her? Like smell my finger. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, hold on a second. I was not yeah. ready for that. That was great. And it was like anybody who even tried to like interject as she was talking, she would like turn it right back on them. So it was like she <laughs> would not let anyone like, you know, overtake her basically. Which is what you have to do. That's what wins you Snatch Game. Yes. And also, if I die and I'm cremated, um, <laughs> neither of you, please don't snort me. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, yeah, uh, I can't make that promise. <laughs> I'm definitely going to carry you around in a in a jar with a loosely uh, attached lid. <laughs> Seth's like, we're going to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you so much, Jamal. but um yes and of course we also need to talk about um alona verley's rebecca moore oh so i was enjoying like what um alona was doing i'm glad to like see alona pushing for it and just kind of staying out of that not that she was ever like defeatist but she's not letting what happened last episode get to her like she's like okay this is a new moment I did get a few laughs in from Alona. Yeah, and I did like the fact that, like, so, like, when Jimbo and Boa and um, Lemon were kind of going at it and going crazy, like, Alona, like, got up and, like, started, you know, getting involved, too. So I just mm-hmm. felt like Alona, like, did a good job of making sure she didn't blend in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, And I have to admit that I don't know a lot about this particular cock destroyer. But <laughs> me um, either, sis. <laughs> I was so distracted the whole entire time of Alona's performance. Why was she continually putting lipstick on her lips and all over her face? Maybe it's I don't know anything about this character either, but wasn't she like um an adult star? Right. But I mean, like at some point you've reached the proper amount of lipstick. I mean, like she had lipstick on her breasts before the, the <laughs> snatch game even started. Like <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe the lipstick got on her breasts from other objects that carried the lipstick down to her breasts. <laughs> if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Oh, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out the trajectory of what you just described. And I'm having a hard time. <laughs> think mimed fellatio. Okay. You have to, like, I, I think I understand now. I, I think I get it. <laughs> Wow, this is just like Priyanka's snatch game. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that Alona put forth a solid, safe effort in snatch game. Um, there was not a lot of depth to her character, but I would imagine there's not a lot of depth to Rebecca Moore. So, um, <laughs> I don't know anything about this person. So, listeners, let us know if they've got like um, a novel or something out. Yes. Uh, so it's the next day in the workroom and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Lemon asks Jimbo if she had fun in Snatch Game. 
And Jimbo says, oh, it was the funnest thing that I've done. I love making people laugh. (laughs) I love how Jimbo has the same story arc as the Joker. You know, the (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix one. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I think you just uncovered, like, the edit. This is what Canada's Drag Race is doing for Jimbo. (laughs) Because... After this, like, they, you know, Jimbo says, oh, you know, like, I got made fun of in school for being too feminine and awkward. I had no friends. I wore strange clothes. But on the bus in grade 10, I made someone laugh. And now I just want to keep making people laugh. (laughs) I swear, if, like, um, Jimbo comes out in a nurse outfit on the runway and there's, like, an explosive image behind them, I'm going to, like, fall out my chair. Yeah, I would be careful if I was the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the stage. Jimbo, and then the Joker. And then, like, this is Jimbo's quote that is, like, literally could have been taken out of the movie. And maybe it was, you can be stepped on, but you can rise up. Jimbo's going to kill us. <laughs> be careful. I'm worried. Watch out, queens. I hope they got security on that set. <laughs> Fire, fireproof luggage for those wigs. Actually, I hope they don't have security because wouldn't they all be wearing Jimbo masks if this were really <laughs> happening? <laughs> now that's scary. Yes. Um, all right. So it's time to talk about the runway. But before we do, we are going to take a quick break because I'm feeling very sleepy. Bring me my coffin. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. I have risen from my coffin, and she's alive. (laughs) 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 All right, it's time for the runway, and we have special guest Mary Walsh this week. I did not know who this woman was, but she was really feisty, and I liked her a lot. (laughs) Yes, I love the spice she was bringing to the runway. Yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, who's this fierce bitch? Come on, work, bitch. <laughs> um, I did look it up because I like this woman. Mary Walsh is most known for creating and starring in the television show. This hour has 22 minutes. And it is a show that would parody the nightly news and would poke fun at Canadian and international politics. Oh, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, I get that vibe from her. She seems like a very funny woman. She had a lot of personality, and I would love to see her back as a judge on the show. Maybe she can replace Jeffrey. <laughs> um, I thought um, on the runway, I thought that Brooklyn and Stacey McKenzie both looked really great. Um, and, you know, Jimbo played Joan Rivers in the Snatch Game, but Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was giving me Joan Diss on the runway. So I'm a little <laughs> bit of jaundice with that eyeshadow. <laughs> uh she's taking risks okay she's like i'm yeah. on a new tv show or i'm a host i'm gonna play i was just worried she was feeling sick that day <laughs> i don't know girl this isn't shade i just want to make sure she's feeling okay <laughs> pass her a glass of water yeah she's looking a little bit parched 
All right, so let us talk about the runway. We have um, the category this week, Night of a Thousand Celines. Queen Celine, she's here. She's arrived. You knew she would show up on Canada's Drag Race. But here I she was is. um I was really disappointed in the lack of kimonos in this runway. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Um whose looks did you guys like the best? Um I let Jamal go first. I We're guess. scrolling through. I actually did not mind um holy shuck. Priyanka's, my God, I just drew the biggest blank. I'm going to edit that out. Um, I know I'm like a Priyanka. She's on my, I'm a fangirl. I'm a Priyanka fangirl. She's on my fantasy team. But I thought this was a really good reveal because she gave you kind of like wedding Celine. It looked pretty damn close to what was in the picture. And then the reveal underneath it was flawless for what it was on Canada's drag race. Like it was a completely different look. Her wig was not out of place or anything. She looked gorgeous. Attention to detail with the award and the Celine mannerisms. These are things we have to pay attention to after taking in as much drag race as we do. Yeah. And also Priyanka did something that no one hardly does anymore. And that's have a reveal. That's actually like a reveal. And it wasn't like obvious and it wasn't even in a challenge that required one. So that's bonus points for me. That is a wig snatch. Are you reading all stars five for their three and ones girl? Well, I guess (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm getting out of this conversation. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, that was a bad one, but even the last couple years, I feel like, I don't know. I remember Trinity doing one and it was like, she just came out like in a barrel or something. Yeah. And I, was yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just annoying when that happens. We have to give Rita um, an A for effort on this front too, because I immediately remembered the look that Rita was going for the Celine look. But I think that this could have been more dragged up as far as like maybe pull it in, make it a little more fitted. I know she's hiding garment under there, but maybe make the bottom piece of that skirt a little more exaggerated. And it would have been pretty close to what Priyanka did because no one would have been expecting there to be another outfit under there. But I like what Rita does (laughs) in this sense. She kind of pulls from where she knows other people won't go. And she had that kooky uh, Celine Dion energy, like with her walk too. She was very in character. Yes. The Celine mannerisms. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about Celine Dion, but my mom loves her. So I've heard a lot of Celine Dion over the years and seen a lot of Celine. And this was it. Well, that's what I think one of the things Celine's known for is just like wacky gestures and like (laughs) things like that. And just a lot of energy. Absolutely. So I was like, this is like, this is it. (laughs) I wish that Boa's look would have gone a little farther because I didn't really know what was going on. And, you know, part of that is my fault. I didn't get that fashion reference, but I didn't think it was bad. It just could have been pushed maybe a little more for me. Everyone else just seemed like safe, really, for me. Can we say something? I think we need to have like a discussion about Lemon's looks because... Incoming shade. I just, I'm having like a problem with them and it sucks because I really like Lemon, but it's like... I don't know like the wigs are just seem like very low quality and like the dresses like tend to have no shape I just don't understand like what's going on because I really like her and I feel like she's a good queen it's just weird it's almost like she doesn't know how to style the wigs and she could definitely use like play with shape a little bit whether it's the garment or the padding Mm kind of like we talked about Kiara 
Um, While we are talking about Lemon, I kind of wanted to just do a little update because last episode I was kind of speculating um, if Lemon had like, um, you know, bodied issues with her body or the way she sees it or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, So I did see Lemon tweeted this week. And so I just thought I'd read it. And this can be the update. (laughs) Um, So Lemon said, a lot of you are really against body shaming until it comes to drag queens. All bodies are beautiful and uh, all bodies are beautiful and an hourglass figure does not make you more valuable or more beautiful. You do not have to aspire to be a size two waist with giant hips and tits to be stunning. Yeah, I mean, she's got a very valid point. Um, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. But on the stage, sis, it just kind of read as one note. I agree with you, Lemon. I hear you. I feel you. But I mean, for <laughs> the drag race stage, I mean, I don't know, maybe throw some glitter over the entire gown. Yeah, it, it was a little basic. I think she was just resting on the Titanic nostalgia to push her through on that yes, look. The heart of the ocean. Um, <laughs> we do have to talk about Jimbo. Yes, girls. You're not going to sit here and snatch <laughs> my wig because I said there were no other. All the girls were safe. I did forget about Jimbo's look, which was yes. smashing. Yes, girl. I gay gasped when Jimbo <laughs> came out. <laughs> I mean, I'd break my fucking neck in those shoes. I just don't know how Jimbo does that. How any of you queens do that. We saw GGB wear some crazy, ridiculous heels like that. I don't get it. But I was living for this fembot moment. Like, it was everything. <laughs> it was so simple, but it was everything. And what did she do? She elevated the look by making it a little sparkly for the cameras. Lemon. And look at where it got her. I know. In my like wildest fantasy, um, Jimbo's like walking down as a fembot to like yes. pay back um, <laughs> JBC's like horrible judging last week. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> you can see the scene. Like Jimbo's <laughs> running through the field, shit's going haywire behind her in these shoes, mind you, and she's going to collect names and take some heads. <laughs> Yeah, this was a very fashion-forward look for Jimbo, which is something we, I don't think, have seen in the competition yet from Jimbo. Um, So I thought this was a really great look. And, um, you know, normally Jimbo is like the clown, the silly, the look queen. But I just thought this was sort of like a fun way to see Jimbo as Jimbo. And, like, I almost didn't even recognize the face, like, when Jimbo came out. It was just, like... So weird to see that minimal amount of makeup on Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jimbo's like, you want layers, huh? Well, let me show you what I can do with no makeup or little to none. And it just looks like so natural and clean. And I don't know, the simplicity of it all sometimes with some of these looks that the queens turn out, they just elevate them so much. Definitely. Um, I think Alona had a pretty safe look. I don't think it was excellent but it was really really pretty and her face beat was really really pretty too yeah it was cute it was cute i love those boots yeah and i i like alona's style like i've I've noticed that she uses a lot of like pastels and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. i just feel like i don't know she has a really unique style and i really like it definitely um kiara they praised her on the runway but for me this outfit wasn't really doing too much like it wasn't bad but I wasn't getting, like, a wow factor. See, I thought that this was a safe look. Like, to me, it was just, like, a cute black dress. She's going to go out, you know, collect some numbers with her girls and go home or maybe go to his place. I don't know. But 
they came for her wig and I thought the wig was fine. Like, I don't know what they were talking about. I don't, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Yeah. The wig I think was fine, but I think it could have been a little fuller. Fuller maybe. Okay. They were talking about her edges though, weren't they? Or were they just talking about the I, wig in general? I think they were talking mainly about the ponytail. Oh, okay. That puts yeah. things in the context then. Okay. Yeah. I just felt like, I don't know. She would have to come out with something like, absolutely amazing to like forgive the uh mariah <laughs> so it's just like true <laughs> true yeah girl um yeah it was i mean i will agree though it was a safe look like it, it wasn't yeah it was just safe like it was not really bad at all to put her in the bottom but i think her performance from the um snatch the game. snatch game is what really did her in <laughs> yeah all right, so back in the workroom, Alona and Bobo are catching a nap in Untucked. <laughs> this is funny. They're just like, let us rest these lids, honey, so we don't have to use the cucumbers later for the bags. <laughs> well, it is really cold in there. I usually sleep really well in cold environments. <laughs> uh, I hate when rooms are like fucking freezers. Yes. Well, you would not like the workroom, I would imagine, because every <laughs> week they're talking about how gusty and cold it is. If I were one of these queens, you'd see my ass in a hoodie and track pants and a fucking beanie <laughs> every scene. Like, it's cold in here. Everyone's like, cute look, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey will, like, read you for filth. Didn't you have that on last episode? Yes, <laughs> bitch, I did. I washed her. <laughs> Um, so Jimbo did win the maxi challenge. So congratulations, Jimbo. Well deserved, Jimbo. Yes. Yes. And on the runway, um, I just have to mention this. Probably no one cares, but <laughs> Stacy says to Kiara, all we wanted for Christmas was good snatch. And on the runway, all you delivered was a pretty package. That is a soft rhyme, Stacy, and it didn't work. And it very ups- it was very upsetting to me. I have to. I had to make it a whole bullet point. That is not a rhyme. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it definitely left my memory. So I see why. Yeah, somebody needs to update the wow like rubric or whatever. Root it and get <laughs> yeah. to approve those cue cards. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, I really, I don't know. Guess obsess over the smallest little details, but it was very it, this is like on the same level as uh alona's putting on too much lipstick because i couldn't even enjoy the cock destroyer because i just kept staring at her putting on lipstick <laughs> i was like i can only focus on this one thing and i don't know why well sometimes that happens like sometimes you hear kind of like a missed opportunity in a joke or commentary and it's just like oh and it takes you out of the show or the content for a moment and you just it kind of gets stuck with you yeah, it stuck with me. Like so, gum on your shoe. If you're if you're hearing the Stacy McKenzie, I will happily approve all of your lines and let you know if they are actual rhymes or not. <laughs> Could you imagine if we started to um like get to approve all of the show's cue cards, our podcast <laughs> would probably die. <laughs> I would love that. I fully available. Just let me know. Email us at tfcpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Write us fan letters at Crave and Wow. <laughs> yes. All right. So the bottom three this week are Boa, Kiara, and Priyanka. And Stacy announces that Boa is safe. And I audibly gasped when I watched this the first time because I was shocked. 
what did you think, Stoney, initially when this I, happened? I thought that Priyanka should have been safe and Boa should have went up there. But, I mean, I just felt like... I don't know. I guess I didn't feel like super strong about it, but I just kind of thought, well, Priyanka's look was really good. And I felt like that kind of saved her basically. And also Boa has just basically been coming out with kind of like the same look each time I felt, I feel like so. Mm -hmm. I think the judges are, um, are basing their decisions heavily on the maxi challenge. That's what it seems like because we all know that Priyanka did not do the best. And on the flip side, um, I mean, I feel like Boa could have been in the bottom just based on past critiques and kind of like the overall report card. Uh, yes, Priyanka is my fave, but that that snatch game was not good, girl. And this <laughs> just goes to show you that nobody is safe. You can have the best look, and if your performance was still not quite there, quite there you might end up in the bottom. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that um, um, Boa in the Snatch game was not the best, but I think Priyanka just stood out as being really bad. Yes. <laughs> so I think the, the sights were on her. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> so, um, so now it's time for Priyanka and Kiara to lip sync to Celine Dion's I Drove All Night. And this is one of the best lip syncs that I have seen in so long. Yeah, we were we were living. We were fully expecting like a double save. We were catching moments from all the queens. They were using the whole stage drama with all the garments. I was ugh, I was here for it. Yeah, it was it was really good. And I guess like I was telling Jamal, I was like, is this like the extended version of I Drove All Night, or if I always just heard like a condensed version on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think this sounded more of like a mega mix situation, you know, okay. to make it more fun. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, this is awesome. Like, I don't remember this song being like that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just like, while I was watching it, it was just so many great moments. And I was like, this is why I love Drag Race. Like, long show, like long cuts of the lip syncs, just drag queens doing what they do best. These two were, you know, had a fire lit under them. They were not giving up. So it was just an incredible lip sync. Yes. Incredible. Yes. The stage was on fire. Yes. So uh, at the end of this lip sync, we find out that Priyanka is safe. So good job, girl. Happy for this decision. But unfortunately, that means Kiara is going to sashay away. Uh, I feel like some of these queens, like, I just want to see what they're up to post drag race, post their time on the show. And this has happened on other seasons and franchises as well. It's like, you feel like you're kind of cheated. Like they were just getting warmed up and then that, then they're gone. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted Kiara to do so well. And I felt like she had some really good moments. It just never, she never put it all together. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe we'll see her again or something soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was sort of an emotional uh, elimination, I think. You know, I think everyone felt it from the judges to the girls. Uh, I mean, even Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was nice to her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's how you know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just really sad to see Kiara go. So we will have to um, see what happens next week and see if we have another emotional elimination. I would imagine... Yeah, because we're getting to the final dash for the finish line here. 
I'm excited to see what the pressure brings out of these queens because it's a stereotype, right? But everyone's like, oh, Canada is so happy, uplifting. <laughs> but we've already seen plenty of shade and, you know, press-ons and earrings coming off. So <laughs> I'm just really curious what that's going to look like as far as the queens that are left, how the pressure is going to impact some of the relationships within the group. I'm sure there'll be some more falling outs, but I'm ready to see what this finale holds. Well, and next week is an acting challenge, so I'm really worried for Boa. Yeah, the heat oh, is yeah. getting turned up. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I will be sad. I really like Boa, so if Boa gets eliminated, I will be sad. All right. So, Stony, <laughs> would you like to go ahead and update us about the Fantasy League? Who's yes. doing good and who's not doing good? Well, I had a really good episode uh, this good week. Good job, girl. Because Jimbo <laughs> won the snatch game, which means I got bonus points. Yes. Um, so after five full episodes, I'm still in last place. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Work, girl. <laughs> with 120 points. And then Jamal is in second place with 125. <sighs> What did I get? And Seth is in first with 195. Well, shit. Yes. Because <laughs> Rita won the mini challenge. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Like you got so many points in the beginning. So I'm like, how are we going to catch up? <laughs> um, hopefully not. I don't want to jinx it. So I'm going to knock <laughs> on wood. Better knock on something. But yeah, girl, I hopefully can hold on to my lead because I would just love to be double crowned. That would be a TFC first. Yes. Everyone should watch out. King of picking fantasy leagues. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a double crowning. I'm crowning. <laughs> ah! <laughs> People are not ready for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, you guys. Well, it's been another fun week here at TFC Pod. We made it through another full episode of Canada's Drag Race, and we're already ready to watch the next one. So stay tuned next week make sure you leave a review make sure you tell your friend it really helps our podcast and get gets us out there and we love you for doing it so thank you yes thanks in advance tia yes. <laughs> what's happening tia <laughs> thanks in advance oh uh, <laughs> is that like dtf or uh Whatever uh, Rita called Priyanka. <laughs> QTL. Like QTL. Quality. Questionable talent questionable level. Questionable talent <laughs> level. Yeah. Is that like QTL, Stony? I guess. I didn't know QTL, but sure. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. I kind of want to use QTL now. So, LOL. Watch out on Twitter, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> There will be a quiz. <laughs> um, I'm just going to be telling everyone they have a QTL. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you guys. I look forward to terrorizing you all on Twitter this week. But until next week, bye. Bye. bye.